we should keep the internal world as simple as possible, just to make sure that we can handle the complexity in the outside world. You have to make changes, because you have to make a clear vision on where you want to go to. I believe that a digital transformation without the involvement of the executive committee will not work. I'll try to be as less politician as I can be. Work together in a world where we can trust each other and we are very open to each other, then we can help each other to achieve the right results. In spite of all the great technologies which are going around for the moment, I still believe that people make the difference. Happy people also deliver good results. There are no problems, only opportunities. This is CRNet TV, my name is Hendrik Dekkers. I'm here today with Gunter Geisels, the CDO and CIO of Randstad Group Belgium. Welcome, uh, Gunter. Thank you. Gunter um, worked uh, here at Randstad and is the CIO CDO since 2016. He's a member of the executive committee since 2018. And in his role, he oversees uh, IT, marketing and product management activities. He's also a member of the global IT leadership of Randstad uh, Group worldwide. He has a, uh, a degree in applied informatics from the University of Brussels. And of course, we all know Randstad, a very big brand, 24 billion in revenue, 39,000 uh, corporate employees, uh, almost 5,000 offices in 38 countries, and they employ on a daily basis uh, more than 670,000 uh, people. Quite a company. Absolutely. Gunter, let's talk about your Signal project first, your customer segmentation project. Well, it was uh, two years ago, based on our uh, analytics that we had at that moment, we saw that our uh, consultants were spending a lot of time with uh, customers which actually had low potential. So a lot of waste in the efforts that were being spent uh, by the consultants, mm -hmm. and we just wanted to avoid this. And customers are the people that go to the clients and or advise them? We have or consultants that go to the customers yep. and the customers, of course, are the people that, that want to hire people yep. from us. Okay. And um, if you go to a customer and they don't have opportunities yet, then you will lose time. If you only go to small customers, they don't have big, big uh, opportunities in the future, potentially you could spend time better with other uh, yep. customers. So that was the problem that we wanted to solve. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to make sure that uh, all the time spent was really the right time was that we optimized, was yes. optimized and really the right time. And uh, we started thinking on how can we use all our data because we actually have a lot of data yeah. and we know which kind of companies do have a huge potential to the future. Yeah. Potentially they have, it's more difficult to start off with this customer, but have a more uh, a higher potentially towards yep. the future. Where, is, where it doesn't make sense to invest your absolutely, time. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely. So we uh, started with that uh, going in position and we uh, created an application for uh, our consultants mm -hmm. that allows them, that steers them to go to the right customers. Okay. So the customers with a high potential. Mm -hmm. And it's quite an amazing uh, application that we have been building. We have an, an app which they have on their, on their uh, mobile device, mm -hmm. um, which you see, okay, this is my, my Kanban, which I have to follow on a weekly basis. Okay. So I have a number of visits to do, I have a number of calls to do. I have opportunities with these uh, customers, so they also know which kind of vacancies are there with the customers. So they have all information available to do their job and really go to the right uh, customers, yeah. which is very nice. They get out of the office from the 
customer. So mm -hmm. when they're leaving the customer, they just take their mobile phone again, they start talking to the device, and the report is being made for them. So which is very nice. So it's, it's uh, efficient for them. You have a lot of information which is uh, being captured at that moment. And we really see, based on this application, that we have a growing rate. We, we, are, we moved from 25% of the time they spent with the right customers is now gone up after six months to 70%, which so was already a nice result. So your hit rate on visiting the right customers like tripled. Yes. In just six months. Yes, absolutely. That has a big, a big impact on the organization, I can imagine. That has a huge impact on the, on the uh, organization. Um, it also has a huge impact on the way people are working. Yeah. Uh, then in the change trajectory, if you look to all our consultants, which are in the field, which are all over Belgium now, yeah. it has a huge impact due to the fact that they need to adapt their way of working. Yeah. And you see, it's, it's technology, it's fun to do these kind of things, but the adaptation to this kind of new technology is quite a hurdle. Yeah. So we had to spend a lot of time on, on training people, on steering people. We also have kind of a mechanism which we see which of the functionalities are being used today or are not being used. Yeah. And we give them learning snacks for these kind of functionalities. So we're working with, with a company that, that allows us to have this kind of information and relate it to the learning stacks that they have, and then we see based on the learning stacks that they have been consuming, yeah. whether the usage is increasing and is getting better or not. So let's talk about the, the technological aspect first, and then maybe to the change management yeah. uh, aspect. So, so how did you approach building this app, and, wh and wh what did you use? What, uh, who was involved in building this? Well, if you look to who was involved, actually we started off in Belgium. Mm -hmm. um, we had a workshop over summer with a number of our consultants, with a number of, of, of with our management team. Actually, our CEO mm -hmm. was also involved with, with, uh, with, with this project. Yeah. So we had really the top-down approach on, on or, or a general approach that everybody in the company on all levels was involved in, uh, in the project. That's important. So, which is important if you want to do uh, digital transformation. Yeah. We started off by saying, okay, this is our vision. So we wanted to spend more time with the right customers. Yeah. And we said, what do we need? So that was actually the first brainstorm session that we had, mm -hmm. so that we were that we knew what we were going to build and how we were going to build it. And then we started off because actually it, it was also relaying on on something that we wanted to deploy internationally. Mm -hmm. So when if you look to our organization, we have a central digital factory organization, yeah. which is kind of uh, guiding, steering together with the local uh, operating companies in every country yeah. on how we can implement these kind of new initiatives, these kind of experiments. So we have the development from the data base and all the data that is necessary, the feed of the data which is being done in Belgium and which has been done in Belgium. Uh -huh. We have been working with a small, uh, which is currently not that small anymore, a startup company uh, based out of um, Ghent to do a number of machine learning techniques based on our data that we have. Yep. And then we have been using our Portuguese colleagues to build the application and the front-end side. So it's actually an international collaboration between different parties. So as the Belgium team, the digital factory is in, is in is, Portugal? Is in, is in Holland. So is in Holland. Is in our head office in Holland. And then we had Portuguese developers that were building the stuff. With, with the startup technology yeah. from, uh, from Ghent here in Belgium. Yes. And where was the change management uh, challenge in, uh, in this? Well, change management challenge is huge due to the fact that um, if you look to the way people are working, we, are, we have been always a company that was really steering on actions, mm -hmm. really action-based. Yep. So 
once they had visited the number of customers, it was okay for the consultant. Mm -hmm. So, and as that moment is also the revenue that you generate is okay, so it's, it's okay. So we're doing okay, we're doing great, we are, we are a great company, so we're also having a, a growth rate each year. Mm -hmm. So that was really the challenge. How do you tune this that people are really spending their time with the right customers. Yeah. And that's really something very strange for the people because we involved all the consultants in the whole project on building the application. And once they got back to their place, they started to, all to have the old habits. Of course. <laughs> and so you have to spend an, an, an awful amount of time on transforming the core of your business. Yeah. And that's actually what we have been doing. We have been spending, we have been spending hours of training, communication, um, like using this, this kind of new technology to, to give learning snacks yeah. to the people. So we have been trying all kinds of methodologies mm -hmm. to try to uh, adapt people to the new way of working. And now we have f uh, finally the result, but it's, it's for me, the change part is much harder working than the technology part. Yeah. But that's also where you and your team were, uh, were involved. Absolutely. So due to the fact that, that you know, I'm also responsible for marketing and product management, so and the product management part is also doing a lot of implementation of all the technologies that we have uh, in the field. This means that we do the end-to-end -end approach okay. to our customers and to our end users. Okay, so that's very interesting in your organization because you're responsible for the three different departments and marketing and product management and IT that in this case product management and IT could work very closely Absolutely. together in, in yeah. not only developing it, knowing what to develop, but then also making sure that the implementa yes. implementation yeah. was yeah. there. And, and that's, that's really bringing us to, to the core of what we are doing because we as Randstad, we want to transform our core business. Mm -hmm. We don't see digital as being something in the side, at the side of Randstad. For, for us, it's, it's really the, the core of what we are doing. We have our tech and touch strategy, mm -hmm. so it's, it's tech that should support all the touch that we are enabling. So yeah. th that's for us a very important topic to really make sure that people are involved, that they are connected to all the things that we do in the core of our business. Okay. And this project was uh, was first launched here in Belgium. Yeah. And you're gonna roll that out internationally? Or what's the yes. plan there? Yes, the intention that we have is that, that it's actually a Randstad Group application on a worldwide level. Yeah. We currently have rolled it out in a, a number of countries like yeah. uh, Greece, like Portugal, uh, we have we are starting in, in Norwegian the area, so there's a the, 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 the rollout now is going on mm -hmm. on an international level, yeah. which is also great because we also have a lot uh, spent a lot of time on, on sharing all the learnings that yeah. we had as a Belgian company. Yeah. And what we see is that everybody is kind of struggling with with two things. One thing is how do you make sure that you get the right data in place, mm -hmm. because data is the fuel yep. of all these kind of things. And secondly, how do you then implement it in your organization? So yep. things that we have been learning an awful amount of things uh, around, mm -hmm. that's what we have to share also with uh, all the other countries in the group. Okay, great, great project. Absolutely, and fun to do. Yeah, I can imagine. <coughs> Let's also talk about the, um, the implementation that you did of the Scaled Agile Framework. And you did that both, if I understand, in IT marketing and, and, and product management. Uh. Yeah, we started off with, uh, within IT, actually. Okay. Um, we started off in IT uh, a couple of years ago where we had a, a huge waterfall methodology in place, which uh, had quite some challenges. You know, uh, We didn't deliver what uh, business was expecting. Uh, all things were going slow. Um, so the traditional things uh, everybody is dealing with, so let me say, yeah. put like that. So we said, yeah, let's change the mindset within IT. Let's switch to, a, to a, a more agile way of working. So we, we used the Scrum methodology, we introduced it. But 
our teams were still oriented on, on not on a product base, a business product uh, base, but on an application base. Okay. So those applications which have a lot of dependencies between them, so if you even if you start working Scrum-based, Agile, it still doesn't solve all your problems. Yeah. So we, we did an evaluation and we said, hey guys, we still need to improve, we need to better align with business people, so we, we need to take the, the, the next step on, on approaching things end-to-end. -end. So the second thing that we did, was really changing the setup of the organization, the, the Scrum teams, just organize them around business topics. So that was the next step, even within IT, and then I tried to use the IT environment as kind of an experimentation environment because people are usually more um, used to change within an IT environment than, than in the other environments. So we, we just made a second step on reorganizing the IT organization based on really end-to-end -end delivery within that uh, setup. So this went okay. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not never easy to do this kind of change, but but at the end we were capable now on delivering every three weeks new functionalities, which yeah. was going okay. But at that moment you saw, yeah, there's a the discrepancy between what you're delivering from an IT point of view and how we put it in the field. Okay. Field was not ready, marketing was not ready. So you see that that there comes a misalignment if you're just not aligning your full organization. So next step in this journey is then we, we were starting to use the skilled Agile framework mm -hmm. and we started to use it based on, 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 again, the same structure, but we included also the product manager management people and the marketing people. Of course, it's not only this kind of uh, things that they are doing uh, within the organization because we, are, we also have also day-to-day -day work to do within yep. uh, their organizations, but we try to combine much more product management, marketing, and IT into the stream. So we have been done a number of iterations already. So we have uh, we, we 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 deliver every three week. Mm -hmm. We have a program increment planning session every three months, yep. which is a huge event on the floor each time with all people involved. So which is a lot of fun. Two days of planning sessions yep. uh, for all the things that we need to do. So and we have been learning each program increment that we deliver, we learn new things, we do reviews, we, we, we adapt the way of working. So, and that's what we have been doing just up until uh, now. And we now see that we actually need to go to the next level. And when did you start with it? We started off um, just when I arrived, after two, three months that I arrived. Two, three uh, so years ago. Two, three years ago, uh, we started off this, this journey, which is actually, it's a journey and there's, there's no manual. Yeah, everybody. Everybody's <laughs> referring to yeah. You have a methodology. <laughs> you have you have frameworks. Yeah. But you need to adapt all these kind of things to, to your, your culture, yeah. to your organization, the people you have. So it's 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 really adapting on a daily because basis. It's a culture change that you need. It's to a culture change that yeah. you have to implement. The the strange thing is that we have we have a culture. One of the core values that we have in our company is mm -hmm. striving for perfection. Uh, yeah. If you then say yeah, we're going to be agile. We're going to have a, an MVP approach. A lean startup methodology in place. Mm. How do you align these kind of things? Yeah. So it's from that kind of sense, and we have also people which are working in uh, quite some years for Randstad already. So to change this kind of thinking is quite a challenge. And so it's it's very hard to focus on. Yeah, but let's focus on the real business value that we are delivering with what we are delivering with this kind of MVPs, and. Let's add additional functionalities later on. So it's a constantly dialogue that we are in now to come to the situation. Okay. So it's not only uh, the methodology, it's a culture change. It's, uh, it's also changing the teams, how they work. Yeah. And then it's, it's inter, uh, well, interdepartmental that, that this needs yes. to, to happen. 
yeah. and then it needs to yeah it takes some time to implement absolutely can everybody follow this or do you have to make changes in your team and when you implement these methodologies well you have to you have to make changes because you have to make a clear vision on where you want to go to mm -hmm. for me and that's are there the people that are not following this and say okay we need to yeah they just they just leave they just yeah, if you cannot just agree with what you're doing, the way of working that you're doing, a number of people were first reluctant, yeah, but this will not work, and it was better in the past. And I have the impression today that we, we got into uh, very, everybody enthusiastic and growing, 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 then disappointment on the traditional cycle, disappointment, oh, this is not what it is. And then we got low, low, low. I, I said to my managers, I said, guys, last year, now it's going to happen. I said, we're we go, we going to be low, low, low. So everybody will be unhappy oh, yeah. in the teams. So okay. I warned them. And I said, Hunter, you should have warned us that it go was going to be that worse. Because oh, yeah. uh, I said, yeah, guys, I told you. But now we're really growing. If you look to our uh, employee net promoter score, which we, which we measure, yeah. we're actually we are around uh, 38. Wow. So which is enormous. And, and you see this through this change cycle, you see this really increasing, which is nice. So, which also means for me that people are really getting into the flow, really getting it. And to be honest, we didn't lose that much of much people. So you would journey. say you need at least two, three years to really get into it, and and and. I, and I think you need more. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, to, to get started. Absolutely. And you get an initial yeah. enthusiasm, and then you will have a disappointment phase, and then yeah. you and then you uh, yeah. you can really start to, to profit from it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it never stops. This kind of change doesn't stop because. Well, Toronto's is changing. The way we are looking to things is changing. So yeah. we're now ki on, on kind of an of an level which is okay. Yeah. But my ambition is much higher on on, on really transforming uh, all the things that we are doing on a much more agile way, and also have we are now having product management, marketing, IT. But actually, I would like to involve the whole company. Yeah. That's my ambition. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Randstad needs to change their motto. Absolutely. <laughs> you cannot try yeah. for perfection if, if, if you... Uh, you still can. You yeah, still can. You sh sh still it's should, but then yes. in an agile way. Absolutely. Okay, good. So we talked about how t IT is organized. We already know you have your digital factory in Holland and, and development teams and then country teams. So your role as a CDO and CIO, how would you... How, what are the, uh, the crucial elements of your role in the organization today? I'm actually a business partner. Uh -huh. um, I, um, our CEO always uh, says, yeah, it, he's, he's from IT, but actually he's not an it -er. So that's a good thing for me, because yeah. uh, if you look to the, to the executive committee that we have, we have, we have really, we spend a lot of time on, on digital. Uh -huh. So we spend in, in uh, our executive committee, I think we spend 25% of our time on, uh, on digital, which is, which is enormous if yeah. you compare it to other companies. So if you look to my role, I think I'm, I'm just one of the guys that tries to drive business. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's a big change. It's not the IT stuff that counts, but it's really driving the business, making sure we get the right products in place, making sure we, we are aligned with all the commercial things that we are doing. And that's for me the most important uh, stuff to do. Of course, you have to also be, all the hygienic uh, factors need to be in place as well. Mm -hmm. Systems need to run, yep. everybody needs to have a laptop and this kind of stuff. That that's need to be safe. That's, uh, yep. that's, that's just the basic. Yep. But it's much more about now on, on being a business partner and thinking on how can we rea realize our strategy. And has that changed, let's say, compared to three years ago when you started? What was the role of, let's say, IT management and CIO then and now? Has that changed over this last three years? Yeah, if, when I started with, with Randstad, um, 
it was much more like, yeah, make sure IT is running smoothly, stable and effective. And of course you need to do that. Yeah. But my ambition was more, I want to be a business partner because I hate IT for the IT. Yeah. I, I want to be IT for the business. Yeah. And so you need, you need to have the discussion with the, with the board on, on what we are doing and how we are going to do it. And it has been an evolution mm -hmm. because uh, when we are discussing, okay, this is what we should do, this is how, how digital, because in the beginning with digital, it was really something aside of the business we were talking about. I call it digital marketing instead of really a digi mm -hmm. digital transformation of our company. Yeah. And that has really been a huge evolution that we have been going through. Yeah. How are we going to really make sure that um, digital is in the DNA of our company, yeah. which wasn't. And, and that's nice to see that it's really, it's, it's one of the targets that we have. It's take and touch and it needs to be in the DNA of our company. Yeah. Now, Ransat, you're active in 38 countries, so I can imagine that different countries have different cultures and different adoption rates. Do, do you see a lot of differences between how IT and digital is organized in Belgium or in Holland or in Switzerland or in... Uh, in different geographies? Absolutely, it's, uh, the differences are, are uh, enormous, enormous yeah. today. Yeah. Also there you see an evolution, mm -hmm. uh, because uh, we are one of the uh, countries which is heavily using or working together with our digital factory. Okay. Uh, because they are in Holland and, and we are always this, this, we are really stressing the digital factory to deliver, to go with us and, and really to make steps forward. And they are also in the, in the, in the and transactional uh, way transforming their core business. Mm -hmm. So they also also are going to really more align with the way we are working today. And you see this kind of evolution happen. So yeah. we, we try to, with a number of countries, we are making steps. Okay. Are we aligning the way we are working, the way we are organizing really on, on, on a local level? Yeah. So that's one thing that we are doing. Next thing that is happening is also that we see on how can we with the global IT leadership team Make sure that we have the right influence to all have all the other countries yeah. together with us. So and we're also thinking on, on regionalization, on how can we make sure that not the 39 CIOs that we have, because we have 38 or 39 CIOs today, yeah. Yeah, how can we make sure that they are aligned? Yeah. So and this cannot be a one-man uh, topic, so we're trying to, with the global IT leadership team, make sure that all parties are aligned yeah. and make sure that we also get into the same pace of working together, the same mindset on what should be done centrally, what should be done locally, which is a huge effort because yeah. local Ocos has still their own PL responsibilities, yep. have their yeah, own priorities. Yep. So it's a challenge also, but that's change. Yep. I really believe even for a company like Randstad, that it's necessary to work globally together because it, the world is too complex. You have the complexity from the, the outside work, which is growing enormous yep. and you need to adapt to this external world. Actually, we should keep the internal world as simple as possible yep. just to make sure that we can handle the complexity in the outside world. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about how you manage your team. So you have the three teams, product management, marketing, IT. What, what is your management style? How do you make sure that your people and, and, and your teams are successful and that they grow? Well, I, I don't think that I have one management style that I could really say, okay, that's my management style because I, I believe that you need to adapt to the circumstances, to the environment that you're in at that moment. So, but, but in generally speaking, I'm somebody who is uh, very honest. Mm -hmm. try to, I try to be authentic. I, I'm, what you see is what you get. Mm -hmm. And that's for me the first thing that I would li I like to achieve. So I, I, I know where we want to go to. I have a lot of discussions on where we want to go to because well, I'm kind of... Uh, 
if I know something I want, yeah, then I'm, I want it. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm really uh, holding on to these kind of things. But once you have this kind of discussions and you see what's, what's the way forward, it's, it's for me very transparent on how you communicate around this kind of... I, I always tell the same stories to everybody. So I, I try to be as transparent as possible. So that's one thing. The second thing I, I really um, stress on, it's, it's, it's all about uh, being honest. Just be honest, and, and if something doesn't work for you, just tell it. Yeah. If it doesn't work for me, I will tell it as well. So for me, this, this honesty is, one, is the second thing for me, because I really believe that if you can work together in a world where we can trust each other, and we are very open to each other, yeah. then we can help each other to achieve the right results. That's not always easy, I can imagine, in big corporates where you have politics and, and things going on, and then... Uh... I have to say, and Hendrik, <laughs> I'm a very bad politician. <laughs> Um, so I, I also am very open and honest to, uh, to everything uh, what we are doing. So um, I try to be as less politician as I can be. Yeah. Right? But of course, you know, in a big company, from time to time, you need to see what you're telling to who. But, but if I'm generally speaking to, to my direct colleagues, to people working for me, I'm always open and honest because that's for me the only way that will work on, on, and surviving to yeah. the future. But you like to follow up in... in quite a level of detail what they're busy with and coach them if, and give them feedback or are you more hands off manager that just gives uh, the long the, the big vision and and and, uh, and where you want people I, to I end think it's a combination of both mm -hmm. um, from time to time I really dig into the details with uh, people and uh, mm -hmm. then they get nervous because yeah Gunther just leave us alone um, but from time to time I think when it's necessary you need to dig into the details when it's when we are doing something which has an influence on our, our strategy I have the intention to dig into the details yeah. if you look to if, if I just give one example, if I look to, to architecture, I'm, I'm a believer in, in com componentizing everything on, on building blocks, having separately from each other microservices and sexy words. Having this kind of setup, I tend to go from time to time into the details when I see that things are not delivered in line with this kind of strategy. And I think you also have to, to dare to go into the discussion with your team at that moment. Yeah. But generally speaking, I'm somebody, okay, I say, this is, I think, guys, this is what we need to achieve. Yeah. This is how I would like to approach it, but please challenge me mm -hmm. and just deliver. Yeah. So that's your, your management style is to sometimes go into, in, in, into the details in general, trust people, be transparent on, on, on what you want from them. How do you think they perceive you as a leader? What makes them want to follow you and, 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 and work uh, for you? I, I think the most uh, important thing there is honesty, mm -hmm. because they know what I'm standing for. Uh, they know they get the feedback. Um, they, they don't all always like the feedback that they get, but yeah, that's if you're honest, then uh, then then just the way it goes. Mm -hmm. um, but I think if you would would see the people, that they would say, yeah, what you see is what you get with Gunther. Yeah. And from from a management point of view, I think that's that's very important. I always like myself like to work for people that are being open and transparent for me, and I like to to be capable on really challenge my, my boss as well and being honest in my feedback to, mm -hmm. to him. I, I expect the same from my people. Yeah. So tell me about people that you worked for or, or people that you look up to, the uh, mentors in your life. Can, can you give us an example of people that where you said that that's really where I learned something? I think uh, this, this one person that really has, has made really a big change in, in my career mm -hmm. because I was, I was somebody that was really working on, on delivery I needed to have results. I, I was really focusing on, on delivery. I was pushing people and really, really command and control. Okay. 
that was really my style because that was, I, the, the, that was the, the old, old the old Gunter. <laughs> and I think it's now it's, it's 10, 15 years ago that I, I met uh, Gert de Winter. Uh, he's now C, uh, CEO from uh, Balwas Group in Switzerland. But uh, I was working with him, and and actually he made me aware that the only way to make the difference was people. And I, in spite of all the great technologies which are going around for the moment, I still believe, and it's my, my big belief, that um, people make the difference. Yeah. And that's the guy who made me aware of this set. And, and that, I think that's, that has been the biggest change in my life. And uh, working with people, give them feedback, give them uh, space to grow, make sure that they can develop themselves. That's, that's the most important thing that I have been learning in my life. Okay, great. In the in this interviews uh, conversation series, we use the MBTI personality types as a common uh, as a common thread, and uh, you told us that your personality type is an ISFG. ISFG sometimes referred to as the defenders, and they tend to be traditional, helpful, and realistic. And these are people that are focused on what can be done to help others in the practical and responsible ways. They're often reluctant to take leadership roles, but they are committed to doing their duty and they will not take uh, leadership positions if asked to. So the leadership doesn't come naturally for you, um, but if you ask, if they ask you, then you're happy to do this, right? For me, it's, it has been become uh, natural, actually, because I, I look just in my private life. Mm -hmm. I'm, everybody's also always looking to me to organize okay. all kind of things. So actually, uh -huh. if you look to the leadership style, I, I think I'm, I'm naturally taking up uh, leadership uh, things. Mm -hmm. But of course, I'm, I'm not pushy to, to building a career, for example. I, I al always have been asked for a job. That's correct. Mm -hmm. So I have never been saying, hey, guys, I want to be CIO or whatever. Yeah. I just have been asked. So that's, that's for sure really linking to my profile, if, Absolutely. You, if you look to that. If I look at a couple of the, the, the things that pop up in, in, uh, in people with your yeah. uh, personality uh, type profile, is that their strengths are they're supportive, reliable, patient, imaginative, observant, enthusiastic, loyal, hardworking, with good I'm practical I'm skills. I'm not patient, <laughs> Henrik. You should ask my, my people and they would say he's impatient, he wants everything at the same time. So, uh, so that, that's one, one of, of the things I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I really have to work on because I, I want everything at the same time. So I, it's also very hard for me to say no. Okay. So um, saying no to somebody, if, if they have a great idea, if, if I see yeah, it has a great business value, I always say, okay, let's do this, guys. Yep. So it's, it's putting a lot of pressure to, to me, but also to my team, because of course they need to deliver it. So I, I even have one of my managers saying, you're not allowed to go outside on your own because you always bring <laughs> work with you. So that's, that's what happens with me. So you tend to overload yourself and, and, and then your teams. Absolutely, yeah. okay. that's, so that's a danger. But and how do you learn to say no? What, what is your, your growth that you've done there? What I have been learning is that I, I listen to the people. Mm -hmm. um, listening to the people and they say, okay, Gunther, this is not what, because they also know. I, I also tell them, guys, I'm going to put, I just give everything to you until you say no. Because you have to organize your work yourself. So once they say no, and, I, and, and then I have to look Sometimes people don't dare to say it because, yeah, I, I also believe in it. So you have to be very alert on seeing and feeling when people are getting overloaded. Yeah. And then you have to take away work for them because some, from time to time they don't dare to. So I, I always I keep on pushing. Yeah. I will never change. That's for sure. I, I will keep on pushing because we need agility. We need speed. We need to deliver a lot of things. Mm -hmm. 
but I also have to sense and feel my people on, on yeah. how they are reacting to what we are doing. And that's for me the most important. So the whole day I walk around in the office. Yeah. When I'm in the office, I just walk around, talk to people, just to feel what they know, how, how they are feeling, what's, what's their sense of, of what we are doing. Yeah. That's, that's for me really, I, I'm wandering around, managing by walking around, I call it. <laughs> Let's say that again. So, so your style of management is it's, it's managing by walking around. Okay, great. But you're a people person. I mean, yeah. the, the F in your profile means that you're the the emotional connection with people is is important as well. Right? Yes, yeah. uh, for me it's very important to have a connection with the people, to feel good with people, and mm -hmm. um, also to to talk not only about work. It also can be fun. I think that the yeah. most the most important thing for me is having fun in my job. Yeah. So I, I also would like to have for, for everybody working for me that they have fun in what they are doing. I think that's the more most important. We, we are spending so much time working. If it isn't fun, you shouldn't do it. Absolutely. You should do something else. Yeah. So tell me, what is, your, what is the personal mantra that you live by? My personal mantra is there are no problems, only opportunities. Mm -hmm. So when I arrived within uh, Randstad, people came to me, yeah, we have this problem. This. I always said, guys, we have an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And people, oh, what is he telling? So we are now in a stage that people come to me, Gunther, I think we have an opportunity. Okay. So which is great because opportunities are much more positive than problems. And I, I'm a positive person, so I always like to have the positive impact on uh, the things what we are doing. Now we all, uh, in our life, we, we all encounter difficult moments and challenges. And, and so tell me about the, some of the challenges that you had to overcome in your life and, and what you learned from that. Uh, the biggest, uh, what I had to overcome was uh, a long time ago, my, my father died. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's very strange, this had a positive effect on me. I, it's when I'm telling this, it feels weird mm -hmm. to tell this, but it had, has a positive impact on me because my, my father was really pushing me very hard on deliver high quality, to be the best, to, to really deliver each time all the things that I had been promising. It never had been good enough. So I was really pushing myself, pushing people around me to, to have the same kind of, of, of mindset. Yeah. And when he died, I, I just started realizing I can do things another way. I can also be, still be result-oriented, but reach this on another way and, and by managing in another way. Mm -hmm. So I think the fact that my father died and the fact that I had an, an, a mentor that showed me on how to work with people yeah. has really had a huge impact on what I have been doing. And that's how, how you came from being a command and control person to more give people freedom yes. and, and, and direction yep. and, and, and coach them to results. Yep. Yep. Okay, good. So um, what, what I would like to uh, know also from you is people that are looking at this, uh, at this uh, conversation, uh, some of them will have also the ambition to become uh, digital leaders in, in, the, in the future, in the near future. What would your advice be to future CIOs, CDOs, digital leaders that are looking at this video? The first thing for me is really have fun, mm -hmm. like because you, you should have fun in all the things that you do. And, and it's make sure that you're just not striving for a title, because a title as such is, is, is nothing. You have to see which kind of impact do I bring to, uh, to the table on from a business perspective. Yeah. So how can I make sure that I have business impact mm -hmm. in what I'm doing? Yeah. Make sure that it's not just you that you're looking at, because it's if, if you're the driver of a team, mm -hmm. then people will notice. Yeah. That's really the leader that we need to do digital transformation, because I think transformation will be a constant in our life, yeah. the upcoming years. So you have people that are need that, that then you have to you need to have people that are capable on driving this kind of change. 
and not just driving from the self on making sure they get one job done and getting one position. No, you should make sure that you work for the, for the company, mm -hmm. making sure you transform the company and always have digital, of course, in your mindset because I think we need to bring new ideas from a technological point of view into the, to com into the company, just challenge the way companies are working. And once you're doing this kind of things, you get noticed. That's at least what I experienced. Absolutely. So when are you happy in your professional life? What are the moments that you say, well, then I'm happy? What really makes me happy today is, is the, the employee net promoter score that we have within our team. Okay. Because then I have really people that are happy working for me. And that's the first thing. And, and it's very strange, but I really believe that happy people also deliver good results. Yeah. And so I, I I also could have good results without happy people potentially. But for me, the factor which makes me happy, which makes me happy at the end of the yeah. week, today potentially I get in the evening before we get home, we get a drink yeah. in the evening and we are just discussing on all kinds of topics. Everybody is happy going, uh, going home and then I'm also happy. So you're a believer of the Richard Branson uh, theory, employees first and customers second. I mean, if you have happy uh, people that work for you, happy teams, and they will deliver and then they will make your customers happy. We also have to need to have <laughs> happy customers. And one of the big topics that we are doing within uh, Randstad is also a customer delight. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's, that's one of the, of, the, of the topics which also has been launched in Belgium and which we are also or, uh, deploying internationally is yeah. customer delight because the delight factor is, is, is huge. Customer experience is, is yeah. one of the differentiators within our company for the moment. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And how, d how do you do that? How, do how is that addressed? How do you make your, your customers more happy? Well, we have uh, for each, we have, and for our customers, and for our candidates, and for our own employee, mm -hmm. we have built their journeys. So we have built the customer journeys for all three categories. And based on these uh, categories, we know which are the uh, factors that really influence the happiness on each of the steps that take into the journey. And we try to really work on each of the factors to, to improve them. And could you be a bit more specific on, on let's say, the, the, the customer side? Mm -hmm. uh, what are the things that you're putting in place? What are you changing to make, make sure that they are that their experience is, is better and better? Well, we have one of, if, if you look to all the drivers from our, from our customers, we take one driver, for example, which is uh, making sure that the invoicing is correct. Mm -hmm. yeah, if that's one of the big drivers for them makes a difference, we make sure that all our invoicing is 100% uh, correct. Yeah. So we really identify each of the steps which make, have the most importance for them. And then we, we are working on that topic mm -hmm. and we do the same for our, for our employees we see that for our, for, our, for, for, our, for our talents so the talents that we hire we see that one of the topics for, for them which is very important is that they get paid correctly and at the right time so we need to make sure that they're paid correctly and at the right time so these kind of factors which are commonly used as uh, the drivers in our process mm -hmm. we really steer on a number of them so we have a high level journey we have a detailed journey and we still on the high level journey to make sure that each step is addressed. You're a people per and driven person um, and, and, and reliability, transparency, honesty is, is important. So I can imagine also with the Randstad being a people business that you, you fit here. There's a natural fit between you as a person your and, and, and what drives you Absolutely. And, and the company, I, yeah. I, I, I can imagine. Yeah. 
So let's talk a bit more about, uh, about your personal life. What, what makes you happy in your personal life? When I'm at home with my kids and my wife, I, I, I like to spend time with them and have discussions with them and, and seeing that they're happy makes me happy as well. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's actually how, how I look also to, to them because yeah. I, I'm also being very honest and, and transparent to my kids, for example, mm -hmm. and, and they know what dad wants and what he doesn't want. Yeah. And for me, that's, that's the most important thing and they, ne they need to respect people. They need also to be very open and, and transparent to people. So I, I try to teach them the values that I have as a person. Mm -hmm. I also try to give them to them. Yeah. And happily, if I look to Randstad, our core values also map with my own uh, values, uh -huh. which is great. So yeah. I'm a very happy person. So you've been here uh, for three years now. How do you how do you look into the future? There is, is there still a lot of work to be done in, in, in Randstad? Uh, there is still a lot <laughs> of work to be done, Hendrik. And if you look to all the, the evolutions from a purely technological point of view that we are making, I, I think it will, it will never stop, mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, so that's what we certainly are working on. Yeah. Um, if you look to the organizational changes that we still have to go through, um, mm -hmm. it will never stop because if, if, you're, if the outside world is changing, you also need to adapt your internal organization. Yeah. Um, so these are all steps that we still need to make. If, if I'm talking about, you know, we are now getting to kind of a next phase with, with product management, marketing, IT. Mm -hmm. Next step for me is having inv involving the whole company in what we are doing, having yeah. this agile mindset in the whole company. It will take me more than one month. So it's, uh, it will take quite some time before we get there. Yeah. Um, I also believe that if you look to what we, we need to do, we are Digitalization for me also around uh, having discipline and, and standardization yep. because otherwise we will, it will be a hard time in the digital world. Discipline is very hard for us as a company. So because we are a very entrepreneurship in our company is, is, is very high okay. and entrepreneurship is also being interpreted as I don't need to be disciplined because I can do just deliver results, I can do whatever I want. I'm putting it for a black and white, yeah. but that's kind of, of the situation where we're in. Standardization has a very negative connotation. Okay. Also, if you're doing something standard, yeah, we, how are we going to adapt to our customers? So tell me, I'm, I'm very curious. I mean, this is a 38,000 employee, uh, corporate employees company, a big, big group. How do you make sure that there's entrepreneurial entrepreneurship inside a big organization like this? Well, we have, we have all the, the different countries which are actually operating independently from each other. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, you can reorganize it on a, on a local level. And yeah. it's also in the nature or in the culture of our company that everybody up to the lowest level is allowed to take initiative okay. to do things. So we, ha we really have in all our offices that we have in the field, mm -hmm. people all need to take initiative just to have customers, just to have candidates. That's, that's really the entrepreneurship in us. Okay. Everybody can build up a new business in our con in, here in Belgium. Okay. So if you have a great idea, be welcome. Okay. You have an, um, your background is, uh, even from your studies, is in IT. Uh, but now you run IT and marketing and product management. How do you see yourself evolving in, in more and more into business? Or will you think there will always be a digital and IT component in the work that you do? There always will be a digital IT component in it because that's, that's really where my heart is. Mm -hmm. to, to be honest, I'm, I'm, I, I, I like all these kind of new technologies, mm -hmm. but I really would like to, to have always the link with business. That's for me the most important thing. I, I, I hate to do IT for IT, like I was saying before, mm -hmm. um, but 
for me, my heart will be will be within the technical part, within the IT part, because and not the, the core IT part, but really how do you really make business solution? How do you build business solutions? That's where really well, I, I'm I'm also a huge, huge, still hugely involved in all the architectural stuff that we are doing mm -hmm. because I like this kind of stuff. I never believe it because I also believe that it's really very tight all together. If you look to enterprise architecture, it comes to the vision to really up to the end on the architectural level. Yeah. And I like to have this kind of span of control for the moment. Mm -hmm. And it will, uh, that's, yeah, I think that will be in all the things that I will do in the future will be in the core part of what I do. We, we're coming to the end of this conversation. Is there anything else you wanted to, to share with people that are, that, that are watching? Anything else that you, um, that you want to get off your chest, uh, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> well, I, I think it's it's uh, very important that you decide on, if you look to digital transformations, where are you going to digitalize? Mm -hmm. Are you doing it in your core, or are you doing it in next to your current organization? Because that's, for me, one of the things which is mo very important to, to take the choice. And the one thing is, from a technological point of view, very exciting. The other thing is, from a people point of view, very exciting. If you want to transform, your core, it's from a people point of view, very challenging. If you are putting it next to your own organization, it m it's much more from a technological point uh, of view, more well exciting. I can imagine that you, I mean, to survive as a big corporate, you need to, to change the core as well, no? To make the core more digital. You always could decide on just continue with your core mm -hmm. and really build up something new next to it. It's, it's really a cautious decision that you have to take. Uh -huh. Because I, I really believe that you could build completely from scratch a, a totally new digital yeah. company. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's really a, it's, it's a mindset, a strategy, where, where do you want to go? So that having that strategy, having that mindset, and having also the top management involved in these kind of things mm -hmm. is the most important thing for me. So I believe that a digital transformation without the involvement of the executive committee will not work. Maybe last thing, you're an active member in, in CIONet, in our community. We've been uh, active for uh, 14 years in Belgium already. Can you maybe share what a community brings f uh, to you? What is the value for you to be, to be an active member in our community? Uh, for me, the most value is, is added by the fact that you have all these kind of interactions with uh, people which are in other sectors, which are, are having, facing the same problems from time to time. So you get a lot of ideas on how you should and could handle uh, a number of topics. Yeah. You also can share expertise on, on, on things. You can share um, experience uh, on working with a number of uh, vendors, which is also important uh, yeah. to have this kind of feedback. So for me, then having the network and, and really sharing without uh, really a detailed big presentation, but, but fact-based and, and just from a practical point of view yeah. brings a lot of value for me. So with this, Gunther, I would like to thank you for your time and for your hospitality here in your nice You're offices. Welcome. And what I suggest is, why don't we go and have a beer now? That's a great idea. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>